So it's a very good Sorry, it's a very good afternoon and warm welcome to Newsbreak Talk. And no, it's not the booming voice of Tadej Hari Pasad that you are hearing this afternoon. I'm Rachel Vadi and I'm standing in for Tadej this weekend. And um, hopefully we get a chance to speak to each other and interact and talk about the big stories that have happened this week. There have been a number of big stories that have taken place this week and... I'm sure you have been keeping your ears to the radio, listening in to our Newsbreak producers, bringing you the breaking stories and the top stories for this week. As always, here at Newsbreak Talk, we give you a chance to share your opinions and your views with us. So for today, we are going to be having open lines, giving you a chance to share your opinions on the talking points of this week. Remember, you can give us a call on 089-310-8789 or you can WhatsApp us on 071-613-7803. That's 089-310-8789 or WhatsApp us on 071-613-7803. Now, making a big splash this well this week was the sentencing of former um, principal of Chatsworth in Silver Glen. That's Ganapale. Ganapale, um, you would remember about in 2017, um, the community of Chatsworth and in South Africa overall were in an uproar about her murder that took place. Um, I was at the funeral in 2017, and I'm bringing you a little bit of a snippet of what took place at the funeral. A guard of honor formed by the Chatsworth Retired Teachers Association was a fitting send-off at the Sedifia Hall in Chatsworth for the much-loved former Southland Secondary School principal, Ghana Pillay. This after her son, Abhisarshan Pillay, paid tribute to the caring philanthropist who became a favorite in the community. Mum knew how important it was to help those less fortunate. She often took part in feeding the needy, understanding that no learning could take place on an empty stomach. She stressed the importance of server, the act of serving others. In these busy times, it is unusual to find time to focus on others. My mum, however, was able to to do this in bounds. She was a master at identifying someone who needed help and linking them to a benefactor. A fellow temple devotee remembered Antigona as a fun-loving storyteller. Shambhugavali, and he used to call her, although she was so stern in her duties, but to us, she was a loving and humble person. Whenever we went to her place, she would never let us go without tea and biscuits and always offered us something. Always with a big smile, she would enter our temple and tell us of jokes of her childhood days with their pearls and the train ride from Pochettin to Derby and also talk to us about the ginger plantation which her parents were ginger farmers. 
formerly known as Mrs. Pillay to the schooling community of Chatsworth and beyond, she leaves behind a legacy through the thousands of learners that she taught throughout her career, from a young teacher to a mature principal, as her niece, Mrs. Denisha Jacobs, explains. You're a true teacher. They are not made, but handpicked and formed. And that was how God made my auntie. She was unique and extremely special. And she valued the value of life. She urged us on and motivated us to be more than we could. Nothing was impossible for her. She had the utmost confidence in each one of us. Pillay's son, Abhi Sarshan, fondly remembers his mom as an inspirational teacher as well. She easily had the potential to be an executive in any, of, in any company in the corporate world, but she chose to devote herself to public service. She loved teaching and all that it afforded her in being able to shape young minds. Mom empowered, enabled and grew pupils. She then enjoyed following the progress of her pupils, meeting them years later and celebrating their achievements. There were so many people in the last few days that came to our assistance only to find out that they were her students from the 80s, the 90s and the 2000s. Many of them today are doctors, lawyers, engineers and captains of industry. But so many of them are also people that she touched in a way just to, to bring out the best and give them self-belief. Unable to hold back his tears, Abhisarshan broke down in his final farewell to his mother. My mom was everything to us. The light of our family, the positive energy that she radiated made all the difference in our lives. The love for her children was boundless. She managed to understand each of the Shogun, the Mona and myself. What our strengths were and how to bring out the best in us. To the world she was Mrs. Pillay, principal, educator and humanitarian. But to Shogi, Mona, Dad and I, she was mom. Mom that you asked to iron your shirt. Mom that you asked to cook your favorite curry. She would do it anyway. Mom that you asked to rub your head because you had a headache. And she would do that with joy. I love you, Ma. I will always remember all the life lessons you taught me and continue to live those values. And those were the sentiments of Abbasashan Pillay, the son of the late Ghana Pillay, a former principal at Southland Secondary School. Now, this week, the accused in the murder of the retired Chatsworth School principal were granted leave to appeal against the life sentences that were handed down in the Durban High Court. The accused were also sentenced to 13 years imprisonment for robbery with aggravating circumstances. One of the men who were found guilty of the possession of stolen property was handed down a sentence of five years on this charge. The court found that the intern estate agents 
Basil Underhill was the mastermind behind the attack. Hafsa Mkize was at court and she filed this report. Intern estate agent Lungani Basil Underhill, his cousin Brave Man Underhill and Fred Boim Somi were found guilty of the murder of Pele and the attempted murder of her husband, Logan Arvin, in the Durban High Court. The three have been sentenced to life imprisonment plus an additional 13 years of robbery with aggravating circumstances. Msomi was given an extra five years for being found in possession of stolen property. The two have appealed their sentence. Acting Judge Naresh Pika granted them leave to appeal. Basil Underhill's attorney, Shaheen Sidat, explains. Leave to appeal has been granted as far as the sentencing is concerned. The accused was found guilty of armed robbery and murder. As far as the accused is concerned, he's instructed me to take the matter on petition so that leave to appeal can be granted as far as the conviction is concerned. And he hopes to argue the matter before the full bench of three judges in order to get a better finding. Connor Pillay, who was a former principal of Southland School in Chatswood, south of Durban, was strangled and her husband stabbed several times after they invited an estate agent and his client into their home in 2017. The men ransacked the house, taking jewellery, Pillay's Mercedes-Benz, 700 rand in cash and crockery from which they had been served tea and cake. Pele's son, the Shogun, said the family wanted maximum sentence. As a family, we, we do welcome the decision. And um, although it doesn't change you know, the family's feelings, it does help with the anxiety on the matter. And it's nice to see that justice has been served. Yeah, so life imprisonment, I, I, I think justice has been served. The date for the appeal has not yet been set. I'm Hafsam Kize at the Durban High Court. So that was a report filed for us by Hafsa Mkize. It's just gone 14 minutes past one. Remember, we have open lines this afternoon. It's your chance to give your viewers a voice. You can call us on 089-310-8789 or you can WhatsApp us on 071-613-7803. Um, on the line at the moment, I've got Brandon Pillay, who's the CPF chairperson, the community chairperson for the Bayview area. He was very instrumental in organizing protests outside court during the Ghana Pillay court, um, court case. Um, Brandon, a very good afternoon. Very good afternoon, Rachel. Thank you for having me. Um, I do believe you have some breaking news for us. You are in a place right now and on Lenny uh, Nider Road and there's a fire that's broken out? That's correct, Rachel. As I was passing by, I saw smoke coming out from one of the buildings. I then made a U-turn to go back only to discover that the house was actually on fire. Um, and there was an elderly woman and her daughter-in-law that we had to take out of the house. Um, but by the time the fire brigade had uh, arrived, uh, it was engulfed in flames and the house just burned down. So as a community policing forum member, the chairperson, you are always on call helping out. How are the um, the old lady and the other people in the house doing at the moment? Now, they're in a stable condition. They are not um, hurt or neither have they been affected by any um, smoke inhalation. However, they are in a state of shock. I mean, they've just seen their belongings perish in a, in a space of five minutes. And I think they're still very much in a state of shock.
So, Brandon, I know you are extremely actively involved within the community of Bayview and Chatsworth uh, as the Community Policing Forum chairperson. You have been very close to the entire case with the former principal of Southlands, Ghana Pillay. This yeah. week, we have had the sentencing of those accused of murdering her. How, is, how have you, as a community member, seen this? Okay, firstly, I must welcome the um, judgment um, and the sentencing. Um, however, I think my concern is that of the attempted murder charges uh, that should have been um, also included. Uh, because apart from, from killing and murdering um, Ghana, they also attempted to kill her husband. In fact, if he had not pretended to be lying there for dead, um, you know, they it would have been worse, and they thought that he was already dead. So that's my one concern about the matter, is that there should have been an attempted murder charge uh, added on that, and that could have given them a more heftier sentence. Is there anything that you as part of the CPF going to do about this? Yes, we are going to make representation to the NPA. Uh, in fact, to just try and find out and decipher what exactly went wrong. How is it that there was no um, attempted murder charges on the indictment uh, initially? Um, and then also try and see how best they can be able to add that. And I know you've also been close to the family. How have they reacted to the sentencing? Unfortunately, uh, during the time of sentencing, I was not able to have any communication, but I know that they would welcome it. However, it doesn't change anything. You know, the loss of a mother and a loved one, um, any amount of sentence is not going to be able to bring her back. So I, you know, I still sympathize with the family um, at the loss of their mother. Brandon Pillay, that's the CPA chairperson of Bayview. Thank you so much for your time and for speaking to us today. Thank you very much, Rachel. So it's just gone 18 minutes past one. We are now going to go to our lines. I see that we have Mr. Das from Chatsworth. A very good afternoon, Mr. Das. Yes. yes. Last week, I must tell you the out. Outpatient, unqualified doctor, yes, so pretty good, unqualified doctor. Currently, I took my wife one day, so coffee. Doctor says, did x-ray, she says she got a TB. Another doctor came, so x-ray, says it's not TB. Three times they sent a TB, a TB clinic, it was clear, not TB. I think the, the, the authorities, they were trying to get qualified doctors. Out, uh, the, this uh, pharmacy, most of them are out of stock, out of stock of medication, important medication out of stock. Now, how are the people going to survive when the hospital got no medication? No. The second one, the ACU, after election, they told they would do everything for people. Now, I see the burden library, the burden military office, the parliament, people are fighting with the ruling party. Even the political parties are fighting like a cat and dog, the parliament, how are they around this country? I was telling you, I don't think the ANC can run this country. Mr. Das, thank you so much for calling in. Do stay tuned. We will have an update for you on the RK Khan hospital story. Next up on the line, we have Salvin. Very good afternoon, Salvin. Hi, Madam Rachel. How are you? And Selma and the staff and everybody else. We are all good, thank you. How are you doing? Uh, Great, my dear. But I'm sad. You know, uh, your opening uh, uh, talk from the spiritual ed that performed the funeral rites at the late Ghana police 
funeral. I was one of them as well because she was in our congregation, and I know Logan personally as well. You know, it was touching. The speech from the sun was touching. But this is what hurts me most. Yeah, they have a situation where the criminals are appealing. They shouldn't even speak about that. That's why I'm very proud of this new committee that's called the Active Citizens Movement. The Active, Active Citizens Movement must please assist in stopping the guys from going to get an appeal. That's one. Two is, the other issue is, I just want to say that people live what the children will live, what the mother lives. A son and a children are a replica of the late Ghana. The last point I'd like to bring is, I'm very disturbed about the movement that happened in Parliament the other day. I don't know if you're going to allow me to say it, where the EFF attacked one of the uh, Parliament Gordons. Yes, and yes. the ACM was disturbed with it. I'm, I think that's totally unacceptable. Now, if the country's parliamentary, the parliaments are behaving like this, then the entire justice system is not right. The other point I'd like to bring is that justice system needs to change. There's criminal activities here. When we go up to the police station, the police is more in favor of the criminal than the complainant. Let me give the others a chance, but keep up the good work for keeping the public aware of what's going on. God bless Salma, Rachel, and the Lotus team. Thank you Bye. very much for calling through, Salvin. We really appreciate all of those comments from you. Um, next up on the line, we have Councillor Tony Gavinder from Ward 70 in Chatsworth. A very good afternoon, Councillor. Good afternoon, Rachel, and good afternoon to the listeners out there. Rachel, um, as a Ward Councillor, I'm particularly concerned now with the you know, high increase in crime in, in, in throughout Chatsworth, particularly in my ward, which is Ward 70, and my ward borders Woodhurst, Westcliff, and Silverglen. In the past three months, we've had hijackings where a lady was shot two Fridays ago through her palms. Then the following Tuesday, another youngster was hijacked at the Woodhurst Junction, but at the Robos, Woodhurst and Mistress. Then we also have, you know, theft, burglaries, and of recent, the Pele families were, you know, were attacked. And uh, unfortunately, one of the Pele brothers had passed away. This happened early morning of, of Wednesday. Yes, yes. Where the criminals broke into the house and they and they stabbed uh, both the brothers. But, you know, what I would like to say is, Rachel, if what's happening in Cape Town at the moment, if our government can get the, the army in there to reduce crime, why, do, why are they being selective? Why can't they do this nationally? I mean, crime is affecting all of us. It is driving investors out of this country. It is driving the brain drain. People are leaving here in droves. How We can't even get out of our houses anymore. I mean, you look at the Pele family, they were pioneers in the Silverland area. You know, they were linked to the, the, the late Dr. J. Henry. They were, they were related. They were the nephews of yes, Dr. Yes. J. Henry. And I mean, to, to, to see that the person who's come to such a nice ripe age of 57 to lose his life in that manner, it is unacceptable. Totally, totally unacceptable. But I'm Mr. appealing Gavinder. to our communities to mobilize, to form street committees, and please... We cannot rely on the police as much as the police is doing enough in Chatswood, in Baby and in Chatswood. But they, the resources, you know, we need new recruits. We need new officers to be recruited into, into the police force. There just isn't enough manpower to do everything what the police is, is expected but to do. But let me ask you this, Mr. Gavinder. As the counselor for the ward, what is it that you are doing to try and curb this crime stats that you are calling out to us? Well, from the time I took office in 2016, uh, Rachel, I've made sure that I've established many street patrols in most of the areas. Westcliff, we, I've actually did, we didn't want tomorrow. But Woodhurst, here you are calling for more street patrols. You're saying yes. you established it, but you want more street patrols. Is it the individual's duty to protect themselves? Not necessarily, not really. I mean, we are ratepayers. It is up to the government to provide the security for us. But, you know, it seems like there is no political will 
for us to, to get anybody to come there. The powers that be seems to be taking a lackadaisy approach to this. And no amount of words that we scream and rave and rant and shout about is getting to anybody's ears out there. People are just taking it for granted. I mean, that is why we need to, as a community, do what we have to do. Well, thank you so much, Councillor, for your views over there. I'm sure somebody's listening, and you as a councillor, together together with the SAPS and the CPFs and the street patrols, will make a difference. Thank you so much for your call. Thank you. Next on the line, we have Mr. Louis Pillay from Centurion. Good afternoon, Mr. Pillay. Good afternoon to you, Rachel. I think it's a long time since I've been chatting to you, and I think it's the brave gig that you're taking up the road to run with the program. Thank you very firstly, much, sir. Okay, I think firstly I want to compliment Brendan Pillay for the brave deed and being alert on the road, and I want to thank Brendan Pillay for that. I think compliments go to him. Secondly, I want to talk about in various of our programs, people are talking about bringing back the death penalty, and that's a burning question in South Africa. So to look at the death penalty, you cannot have death penalty in a democratic South Africa. I think that's the first point I would like to make. You can have a good lawyer, you can have a good judge, and you can even buy the case. Even if you do not commit the crime and you're bringing back the death penalty, you will go to the gallows for nothing. So I'm saying that death penalty request, we cannot bring it back in a democratic society. Thank you. Thank you very much for your time and for that call, Mr. Pillay. Um, next up on the line, I have Sheila. Good afternoon, Sheila. Good afternoon, Rachel. Um, I just want to talk about the EFF. I think they should be charged for criminal behavior. You can't go and sit in Parliament and behave like a bunch of thugs. And I hope that uh, Praveen Garden lays criminal uh, charges against the EFF members that were in Parliament on the day, you know, that he was going to give a speech or was giving a speech and they were intimidating him. But nobody has a right to go right close to somebody as if they want to hit them or do something to them. And that's criminal behavior. It violates the Constitution. It violates the Parliament rules. And in this country, it seems some parties um, don't abide by the laws of the country. They seem to think that they are law unto themselves. They are educated. When, in, when a person considers themselves educated, when they are truly not educated, in fact, if you are a leader, you must lead by example because you're leading uh, the entire country into violence. At the moment, I mean, people are talking about criminal behavior, um, you know, amongst ordinary citizens, it's gone out of control. But when we have leaders who do not know how to behave and abide by the rules of the country, what example are they to people in this country? It seems that Pauline mean, Garden has trampled on some people's toes by um, being in the public enterprise and getting rid of corruption within the public enterprise. And at SARS, affected a lot of people because they want to protect their cronies who are illegally doing business and who are robbing and looting state funds at the expense of the people in this country. And right now, this country is really suffering. Most of the major companies are retrenching and closing down. Why? Why are they closing down? All stems from corruption. 
In fact, even your own jobs are in jeopardy because of corruption. So corruption is so endemic in this country. When we have leaders who want to protect that corrupt activity, we are going nowhere in this country. We don't want to be another Zimbabwe. We have to fight tooth and nail to stop this because we didn't fight to remove oppression of apartheid to get back into a state that is so corrupt it's worse than apartheid. Very That's true, my view. Sheila. Yes, 25 years on into democracy and we still have fractions within various political parties. Thank you so much for calling through and for sharing your views with us. It's just gone 28 minutes past one. This is Newsbreak Talk. Um, it's open lines for today. Remember, you can give us a call on 089-310-8789 or you can WhatsApp us on 071-613-7803. And I'm going to be going to our WhatsApp lines in a little bit. So um, share your views, give your opinions a voice. Well, it's just gone one thirty, and let's take a look at our WhatsApp line. Remember that number, 071-613-7803. And we are looking, we are speaking to Zamir Dawood from Chatsworth. And uh, he says, well, um, he's talking about the crime that we have in Chatsworth. And he says more needs to be done. Um, he says the councillors are not around when they need him. Thank you very much for that, Zamir. Um, I have another message here um, from Cape Town. It says, good afternoon, Rachel and listeners. The army was brought to Cape Town for gang-related violence where stray bullets killed innocent children playing, and it cannot be compared to senseless residential killings. I have empathy, but a new approach has to be taken. Counselors need to get involved and be visible and active. Thank you so much for that message. Yes, we did um, have the, the army brought in. The president did allow that to happen there in Cape Town. Um, we also have a message here from Narina. She says, regarding your topic, beef up security, increase security talk, walk, sorry, increase security staff, walk in the aisles, managers should monitor, monitor the camera. Thank you so much for that message, Narina. Um, I have another message here who says, I like to comment to, uh, on the Auntie Ghana story. I think the murders got good life now because jail is the five-star hotel for them. That's why there's so much killings. We also says, um, our, our, sorry, I, yeah, this, there's no name here, but goes on to say, RK Khan has gone to the dogs because last week I lost my sister in the hospital because of the horrible guards there. I am heartbroken of my sister Vanita. She had chest pains and I took her to the RK Khan hospital. The guards were very rude and they never let her go into the room for oxygen. The whole day she suffered in the wheelchair and about four o'clock she told me that she cannot breathe and her life went went in my hand. She is my twin, twin sister. God bless her. Well, that is... Very sad to hear about what has happened to you, um, ma'am, that has shared her, shared your story with us here on Newsbreak. We will try and keep 
get in touch with you a little later. Um, maybe we can speak about what has happened. The big question is, with all the healthcare facilities coming under review and because of the poor poor performances at the facilities, the big question is, what are we doing to try and make a difference? A lot of times people saying all we do is complain and complain, but do we actually complain to the right people um, through the various interviews that we have had over the years, we have found that the Department of Health is always saying, number one, go forward and make your complaint with the PR department at the hospital. These complaints, we hope, get investigated and we hope that there is some sort of solution brought out for us. I have another message here on WhatsApp that says, good afternoon to the Newsbreak team. It was good to hear that Justice has been served to those criminals with life sentences who have taken the life of an innocent mom. That's former principal Ghana Pillay. Now with the cost of living being so high, crime is spiraling out of control and everyday innocent lives are being lost. Not a day goes by that we don't hear of a murder or crime being committed. Increase in policing has dropped the crime stats. So the only solution to this is for us to see these violent crimes is a death sentence. Yes, so many of our listeners calling for the death sentence, as Mr. Louis Pillay did say earlier. Um, but thank you for these views. It, it shows that our listeners, you, the Newsbreak listener, is out there listening into our stories and appreciating that which we do for you. Um, we are here to bring you with the latest story, so please do keep it tuned to Newsbreak where you will get the latest stories. Okay, so this it's just gone um, 30, 36 minutes past one. Remember, it's Newsbreak Talk with Open Lines. Today, um, you can give us your, you can call us on 0893108789 or WhatsApp us on 071-613-7803. Now, another story that has been of, oh, okay, so we have another call on the line. Salma tells me we have a nun on Anonymous, who would like to talk to us about the Arakei Khan issue. Good afternoon, Anonymous. Good afternoon to you, ma'am. Ma'am, I would like to complain about the issue of Arakei Khan. Actually, not a complaint. What they have done by removing the CEO is injustice. Because if he was responsible for the issue that occurred, he should be taken or disciplined or that. If he is a problem, they just remove the problem. They are not stopping at the problem. If you look at the issues the public is actually complaining about, it's out of the hands of the CEO because the department as a whole cannot provide the staffing shortages, the equipment, and numerous other factors. But by you removing the CEO, he's not going to sort out that problem. Yes, we need yes. to understand that. But if you want default, the whole world is crying. But look at the good that hospital did. And the CEO has done for over 35 years, which is not good at all for what the department is doing right now. And, and this, this is an operational issue. Yes, and now the, the, and, and the CEO is administration. So how, how are they sorting out the problem? If he's responsible, they must discipline. If you by moving the problem, you're not sorting out the problem. Well, that is I'm, what I have to say. That's to say, because if you look at the media, there are so much a good deeds that hospital has done. It, it wasn't publicized like this for all the good they have done. But one small thing that when it comes to operational, you go take, the, take out the wrong people from the seat. 
Mr. Anonymous, thank you so much, sir, for your time and for calling in. Very good points there. But going on to that story of the RK Khan Hospital, um, this week the KwaZulu-Natal Department appointed a new CEO at the hospital and Minoshni Pillay filed this report for us. Chats with residents say they're frustrated that their cries for better quality health care at the local hospital has fallen on deaf ears for too long. The video that surfaced last week shows maggots brimming in the mouth of patient 52-year-old Abdul Ibrahim. Ibrahim, who'd visited the hospital over several years, had on his latest visit been admitted for treatment for gangrene. Fatima Isma lives in Chatsworth. She was born in R.K. Khan as one of triplets. Ismail mentions just some of the most pressing concerns. We still got the monkeys there. Nothing's been done about it. The, there's more security in R.K. Khan than anything else. The empathy for the patients as well. They talk to them with disrespect. People stand outside the hospital for coming for their appointments in the pouring rain. The toilets are not clean. The facilities are not up to date. Okay, the typical example, the lady that gave birth. In an earlier interview with the SABC, Ibrahim's son Azad described just some of the poor treatment he and his family received. They lost his child that had his entire history of whatever he has been through. I spoke to the CEO asking him what's going on. I had a meeting with him. The guards caught me by my belt. They threw me outside the hospital. Is that how you treat somebody? Just because I want help? My father's disabled, my mother's 50 years. How can she push somebody that's disabled and you lose his charge, she must leave him alone? And it could be that they brought his entire strength, his entire hope, everything that he was holding on to, that could have dropped everything that he had in him that was keeping him here. Nah? Because you don't see that in a human being. Chairperson of the South African Medical Association, Dr. Angelique Kutsia, says the abhorrent conditions at RK Khan are unfortunately not limited to this healthcare facility. She says the challenges are similar at public hospitals across the country. One of the most important issues is a lack of infrastructure and resources available. You as a doctor can only work with what you have. Most of the times they are improvising. And there's poor accountability and responsibility. We, we like to think that we are ahead, but we're not. It is from the cleanest over the head of that hospital. We're not going to clean the house and get responsibility back, accountability, ethical and moral values back. But if the will is not there, the patient is going to suffer again. Meanwhile, KwaZulu-Natal Health MEC Noma Gugu Similane Zulu says she believes that Mkwanazi will implement effective systems to turn around the hospital. This is not a decision that was taken in isolation or as a result only of this of this recent incident. This relates, uh, the decision relates to a number of interventions over the past 12 months that has de- the department has tried to implement and instructed the management of the hospital to implement as part of the interventions of turning the hospital around and how it was working and the fact that all of those have not been implemented by the hospital management. Stay tuned for part two of the story, where we bring you a longer interview with Chatsworth resident Fatima Ismail, one of the many community members voicing their outrage and disappointment at the state of public health care.
For the SABC, I'm Minoshni Pale in Durban. And that report there was filed by SABC reporter Minoshni Pele. Minoshni did go on to speak to other residents in Chatsworth who also had similar experiences at the RK Khan Hospital. Fatima Ismail lives with her family in Chatsworth, south of Durban. Ismail is one of a set of triplets born in RK Khan Hospital. She's joined the overwhelming cry from residents who've lived in the tight-knit suburb for generations. And the latest incident of alleged patient ill care has flared up anger and pain. 52-year-old Abdul Ibrahim passed away last month. But not before a video showed his mouth brimming with crawling maggots. Ismail lists the number of challenges she and her family have encountered at the hospital. The hospital is understaffed and overworked. If you look at the monkey incident last year, social media went everywhere. We still got the monkeys there. Nothing's been done about it. Security. There's more security in RK Khan than anything else. The toilets are not clean. The facilities are not up to date. The lady that gave birth, they had to use her cell phone torch to stitch her. Is that right? Throughout our conversation, Ismail used the word empathy several times, referring to dignity in sickness and in death. Everybody wants a good, clean hospital facilities working, treated with care, our nursing staff to be trained, well-trained, to have empathy to patients. We want somebody that's there that knows what they're talking about. We need the hospitals to be the caring facility that they get. We go there for care. We need care. She observes the sporadic growth of Chatsworth from a small, previously Indians-only township during apartheid to a now-bustling, boisterous and multicultural and multiracial suburb. She's calling on government to recognize this shift. Our doctors and nurses are overworked because of a shortage of staff. The cleaning staff, that's an essential staff, there's a shortage of that. Hashtagam is not covering only the people of Chatsworth. It's covering a vast area. Chatsworth is growing. Clinics and, and the hospitals are not coping. An emotional smile is quite clear that she would never want to receive treatment at her local hospital. Personally, I'd rather eat butter, bread and tea and have a medical aid because I'm too scared to go to Arkeka. I've been there, I've been running with my cousin to a hospital and everything. I've been there. It's a scary thing to be in this hospital and not know what's going to happen. Not even Arkeka, Mahatma Gandhi, you having the same story. You're having the same stories that I didn't. Being with my family members to the hospital, the trauma unit, I've sat there for hours. My auntie was a cancer patient. And if she got sick and we got taken to the hospital at 5 o'clock by ambulance, we'd sit till 4 o'clock in the morning in trauma unit to be saved. I'd rather die at home than go stay in Arkeka. Various community groups have been set up to give residents a space to come together and air their grievances with healthcare in Chatsworth. It is hoped that the current interventions being implemented by local government will bring about change for those who need it most. For the SABC, I'm Minoshni Pale in Durban. Well, there were some really strong sentiments coming through in those reports filed by Minoshni Pale. Meanwhile, um, looking at the family of Siddiq Ibrahim, who who is the man at the center of the con- controversy. Um, the family have said that they will be taking legal action against the RK Khan Hospital after the incident that made headlines countrywide. 
The 50-year-old, the 52-year-old who had visited the hospital over several years had been admitted for gangrene treatment. He died a few days later. The family's attorney, Thiessen Pillay, says they will be pursuing a med- medical negligence claim. Well, we've been instructed by the family to pursue a medical negligence claim, which we're going to formulate over the next few days to issue against the hospital. Speaking about this, can you confirm if the family have received any compensation from the Department of Health? No, they haven't received anything. And from my understanding, they haven't even been in contact with the Department of Health. So there haven't been any compensation. So seeing that you will be representing the family, what can we expect going forward with regards to this matter? It's going to be a little ugly at, when I say that uh, we're talking about just in terms of our clients understanding exactly what had happened. Uh, so it's going to be quite traumatic for them. From that perspective, there has been quite a bit of you know, emotional hardship imposed on them. And so we're going to have to have that documented through experts. And that was attorney Thiessen Pillay talking to Newsbreak's Chanel Daniel. Back to the lines we go. I do believe we have Mr. Jack Pillay online. Good afternoon, Mr. Pillay. Ma'am, hello. Yes, Mr. Play, I can hear you. Go on. Can you hear me? Yes, sir, I can hear you. All right. Ma'am, you know, I think the first the first and foremost, I have, I don't know who this man, Mr. Subin Naidu or whatever he is, the CEO. I think that in my opinion, he is not direct labor to the patient. The direct labor is the chief nursing manageress the nurses, the sisters, and et cetera, of the ward and the hospital that take care of patients. Now, by having moved in, I can't see anything in substance being done. Where is the chief nursing manager of that institution? Why isn't she being brought to the front line? She's being sheltered elsewhere for, 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 for some reason or the other. Now, I just want to explain to you that hospital has run for years and years. It was once a garden hospital. In the new dispensation, in the state-run place has gone one step higher, but they've gone 25 steps behind. There is no one place, no home affairs, no post offices, no government building, but looting is continuing. I feel that this is sad that the managers of that place needs to answer for this thing. Mr. Jack Pillay, thank you so much, sir, for calling. And it seems that your sentiments are echoed by many other people. Uh, It's back to the WhatsApp lines right now that I go. And I see I have a message that says, I am at pains to to understand the ongoing furrow around the RK Khan issue. The, The hospital once had an impeccable reputation. This was when it serviced its original feeder population. With the changing population dynamics, it couldn't cope with the increase in the patient numbers from the decreased feeder population. The logistic support for the increased patients has not been provided by the Department of Health. Wow, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm just trying to get through to the end of this WhatsApp message. I don't seem to be able to do that. I'm going to try and get to the, to that message. Uh, remember, this is Newsbreak Talk. It's just gone th- 13... 10 minutes to 2. We've just had 10 minutes more in which we can hear your views, give your voice, uh, give your opinion a voice, give your voice a view. It's Newsbreak Talk with me, Rachel Vardy, this Saturday afternoon. And we seem to have Scully on the line. Scully, a very good afternoon. 
Good afternoon to you, Rachel. Uh, thank you for taking my call to, and to Selma. Uh, Rachel, I just got two quick things. Um, the guards refusing uh, uh, entry to the hospital to patients is a criminal offense, and that should be looked, brought up immediately. My next one is, man, uh, we pensioners, um, uh, we didn't get, we were frauded um, in April, May, and so on, and nothing has been done, no talk about it from election, nothing new, and new ministers come taken over, but no talks of when some relief for the pensioners. When you say you've been defrauded, what happens, Kali? Uh, it's been an inside job, I we believe, ma'am. And have you reported this in any platform? Yes, yes, yes. We had to go to police station, go to SESA, post office, open new account. And have rest. you received any feedback from those investigations? None. Okay, Scully, um, we will try and assist you and see what happens over there. Uh, we do have your number, so we will give you a call and maybe we can see how Newsbreak can take that forward. I too much, Salma. Thank, uh, thank you, Rachel. Thanks very much. God bless you. Okay, so it's back to our WhatsApp lines, and I have a message here from Pravina K- uh, Kiran of uh, Colenso, and she sent us a WhatsApp message. Good afternoon to the Lotus FM team. I was a patient at King Edward, admitted on the 9th of March, went for the first of 20 days after my stay due to an accident fall. Due to medical negligence, I'd been for the second op. Being on a urine bag, being on drips, and uh, being on traction, how could I have uh, expected the first op to move the nail and plating? Medical negligence. And now that I've come to know my spine is bent due to this op, and now I'm facing other uh, threats of uh, body ailments. Now is that fair? Our, our health system is no more like before. A lot of people are dying. It's a negligence because when it comes to seeing to the patients, they're busy on their phones and busy laughing instead of seeing to the patients. Thank you, ma'am. Enjoy your day. Praveena, thank you so much for sending through that voice voice note. Yes, uh, it seems that it's not just at RK Khan where these issues are being raised. It seems that the health facilities throughout South Africa are being questioned about providing these services, these essential services to people. Um, I do hope that you are able to receive some sort of support, maybe report the incident and find some sort of closure to what has happened. Um, Back to the WhatsApp lines uh, regarding Scully's query. Please ask him to follow up with the PO regarding the refund. Yes, that is the advice that the department gives out, that we should be speaking to the public relations officers if we have any queries. I also have a message here from Renee. She says, um, good afternoon, Rachel. What Sheila has said, my sentiments exactly. With regards to the EFF, they are absolutely rude and disrespectful, always causing a scene in Parliament. Praveen Gordhan is a man of respect and principle who is trying to put right all the damages that has been done by the state-owned enterprise, and the EFF doesn't want what it seems. We need more competent honest and hard-working leaders like Praveen Garden and not thieves. Thank you so much, Renee, from Arena Park for that message. Um, Mamzi says to us, good afternoon to the Newsbreak team. Every other day, innocent people are being killed. That's because the law is very soft. 
Only the death sentence will bring the crime down. Well, Mamsi, thank you so much for that message that you have sent to you, to to us. Um, and I have another message. Okay, so uh, I think it's back to the phone lines that we go. We have Salim from Chatsworth. A very good afternoon. Good afternoon, Rachel. You know, there's so much of problems. And more particularly, you know, we can see what is happening, but we have to look at what the solutions are. You know, what is the problem? You know, removing the CEO of the hospital is not the solution. You see, the, there are hospitals that are government-run, and they run very well. You know, one of the best hospitals run is Queen Nandi Hospital in Impangani. Then you've got the Pochistan Hospital that's running so well. You know, it's there's hardly any complaints. Then you've got some other hospitals like in Newcastle and and things like that. One of the major problems are the staff need to pull up the socks. They're simply not doing what they should really do. You know, they're all complaining of resources and more staff. Are we going to get more staff? But let everyone do, you know, go the extra mile. Really put your, you know, put your attention on the patient. You know, really take care of the patient. There is no care anymore from staff. The clerks are the same. The nursing staff are the same. And, you know, uh, you know if everyone starts pulling up the success, things can get better. And I, I think, you know, really not much is done by the workers themselves. You know, security is running very well in Kanda Hospital. There's security everywhere. There's no problem, no breaches of security. Where is the problem? Who's, where is the oversight of these you know, essential services? Who's watching the nurses? They are so unionized that they don't care a damn for the staff. Actually, Rachel, there are people that are in the hospital that are acting as agents for attorneys so they can bring attorneys to the hospital so they can get a cut in it. So this is the problem. You know, people are really not doing what they should do. No matter how much pressure we're putting in the hospitals and, and the services, unless the staff start working, we're not going to get anywhere there. Thank you, Scully. Thank you so much for calling through and sharing your views with us. Thank you. Well, it's just gone almost 2 p.m. And that's a wrap of Newsbreak Talk for the Saturday afternoon. Coming up next, we have Suration with the news at 2. Be sure to join us tomorrow at Newsbreak Talk where we are looking forward towards Mandela Day. Yes, it's your time to do your bit for the 67 minutes of Mandela Day, which is be happening on the 18th of July. And tomorrow we get to speak to various people involved in different projects, talking to us about what they are doing. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, to, uh, with our executive producer, Sama Patel, and me, Rachel Vadi, I look forward to spending time with you tomorrow.